Shut up and sit down. Hello, dear listeners. It's been a while since my last podcast, but if you have been following me at all, you will know that that is not at all surprising, except that in the last one, I said that the second half of it was already done and I'd probably be posting it soon, which was not a lie, but the second part of it became a lie. (laughs) So I do apologise for that. So here we are, and I'm going to post the second half of that, which has been ready here for ever. And I will catch up on the questions I got since then, which it has been a while. So I'm going to start with, obviously, the first one. I'm a submissive. I have found a woman to whom I would like to submit. The trouble is, I'm a female that doesn't identify as female, that identifies as male, and is trying to take the next scary steps of transition. I have not told her this, and I'm very nervous for the outcome. The loss of her companionship would be devastating, but not the end of the world, though I care for her a great deal. What advice do you have, if any? Well, that's a, a tricky question. I mean, I, I'm wholly unqualified to give my opinion on this, not only because I'm not trans, but also because I'm not involved in a trans community where people talk about these issues, so I don't have any experience or knowledge about it. The only thing I do know is that a primary concern is is feeling safe. But other than that, I'm not really the person to ask this question. I really strongly suggest that you ask this of other trans people because they've got experience in dealing with it, I assume. Um, I'm hoping that my readers can point you to some resources. Um, I did speak to one friend about this and they suggested Pervocracy, who runs a Tumblr. I will link you to it in the transcript and you can have a look and they may be open to questions of this type and be much more in a position to help you out with it. I wish you luck with it. I hope it goes well. In the interests of thoroughness, I'm going to include this, but it doesn't make actually much sense to me. Lecture series on kink, like kink you or extreme restraints. YouTube style from the Ferns archives, like normal people post on behalf of people outside pornographic experience. Plain clothes, just a thought. I don't understand your thought. (laughs) What are you saying to me? I don't know what you were talking about, so yeah. Okay, next. I stumbled onto an audio podcast of yours and may, only may, (laughs) have a fetish for Dutch Australian accents, but not the point of writing, because I am the king of not writing, and because now maybe it has become more than just your voice I am finding so amazing. And again, not my point in writing you. You have some amazing audio, Q&A, etc. But the only reason I found it all is because of the first two points. Like all of my talent clients, you have wonderful material, but your marketing, well, we can do better. I will help, no charge. Well, you would think nice things about me. (laughs) Write me at, this person is absolutely right, my marketing is shit. (laughs) Because I'm bad at it and I hate it. Because it seems like All marketing is pretty much running around and yelling, look at me, look at me, and I can't bear it, and I'm bad at it. So, yeah, but, (laughs) but I'm going to say this, while it varies wildly, there are some things for which I'm on the first page of Google, and that's a pretty big deal, right? Um, So... Inadvertent 
marketing-ish, apparently I am accidentally okay at some of that. Hello, <laughs> my name is, and I'm not going to give you the details of this person, I'm 55 on femme, CDTG, um, cross-dressing, transgender male who lives in South Florida and I'm looking for a dominant, mature, female couple, grandmother. Oh, where do I sh start to search? Well, look, I'm single, so, you know, <laughs> my advice is not to be trusted. I just listened to this back and I wanted to add something because I realized that in the email um, you referred to being a cross-dresser and being a transgender male and I think the way you're using those terms is going to get you into a bit of trouble because they're not the same thing and you seem to be using them interchangeably. If you were assigned male at birth and you identify as a man and you're dressing in clothes traditionally designed for women then you're a cross-dresser. If you were assigned male at birth but you identify as a woman, that is, you're a transgender woman and you're wearing women's clothes, then you aren't cross-dressing, you're just dressing as the woman you are. You might want to just do a little bit of research about the terminology that you're using so that you can clearly articulate how you identify and it will be a lot less confusing, both for other people and for yourself. I suggest Collar Space and FetLife to start. Collar Space because it is a dating site, you can do searches, you can contact people who are obviously looking for other people. Um, FetLife because it's a way to find local groups. It's not a dating site so you can't do any decent searches, but if you find local groups and get involved with them or talk to people who are in them, then you might have some luck finding someone who is compatible with you. Good luck with it. Um, hi, I just found you on FetLife and don't know how to leave comments on the blog. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's not hard. There's a link right down the bottom. Anyway, since your last post here asks what I, as a new Dom, might like to see in a how-to guide, I guess one thing you didn't mention is pain. I've only ever done pain in a really shitty way when I was a teenager, not knowing there was a whole lifestyle to this, just messing around. I don't want to do it that way, but supposing I meet someone who's really into a little pain, how do you learn to cause someone pain in a good and healthy way besides safe words? Thanks. Um, overwhelmed when I try to Google these things, thanks for your blog and your writings. That is a, a really good question. I think that there are... A lot of resources around that you can Google. The issue is when you Google things, most of them point to porn. Obviously, you are not looking for porn. So if you look for how to, and then you have to be specific, how to flog someone, how to cane someone, how to do um, cock and ball torture, whatever it is that you're interested in, then you should be able to find some resources. There are also um, groups on FetLife that you can ask questions in for specific types of play. So if you do a little bit of searching there, you will find them. The other thing is that when I was first starting out, the internet wasn't such a big thing because I'm old as dirt. And if you use some common sense then you will learn by doing. And by that I mean when you were a teenager, you were doing a really shitty thing because you weren't thinking. Like teenage brains don't think about stuff. They just run at things 100 miles an hour. But now that you're a little older, what you can do, obviously, is judge things and talk to people and your bottom, like talk to your bottom and um, experiment with things in a collaborative way that allows them to give you that feedback to make sure that it's safe, to make sure they're enjoying it, to make sure it's not too much. And if you do it that way, you would have to be hugely incompetent to cause any harm. 
And I know the safety police get distraught when anyone suggests that people without experience go ahead and flog someone. But to be honest, it's very, very difficult to really hurt someone if you have a lick of common sense. So if you find someone who you want to play with, and it's great if they're experienced because they can show you and they can tell you, um, then experiment with them lightly and go slow and talk to them and you will learn stuff. If you watch YouTube videos on this, this kind of thing, a lot of them are very educated, like not the porn ones, because they generally just wail away with no consideration, but there are educational um, videos on YouTube that you can find. So if you see people doing things, then that's great. If you can get out into your community, people who are experienced are usually happy to help newbies. So if you can bring yourself to do that, or if you're happy to do that, then that is a great resource also. I do understand how overwhelming it is to try and Google these things, so I'll um, try and put some useful searches in my blog post so that you can use them. And the only other thing is that the fact that you are thinking about this and looking for resources and trying to do it safely is awesome. Um, it shows that you're being responsible and wanting to do the right thing, so good for you. Holy moly, this is getting long now. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how many I have left to go. I have a very complicated setup here, so I can't really go and look. Um, the next one is, hi, I'm new to Seattle and I've been interested in finding a dom for a long time. I'm a submissive male. Where is a good place to start looking? Daniel. Well, Daniel, as luck would have it, <laughs> my next how-to guide is about how to find a dominant woman because you are not alone in asking this question. So look out for that and then buy it <laughs> and maybe I can have you know a coffee on you hi Sharon <laughs> oh very familiar aren't you um sorry to have been lurking around without much to offer but how's the boot camp regimen going finding yourself physically spent and starving my actual question was how did you injure your shoulder did you have a fall or was this due to overuse as somewhat advanced age man my physical limitations are with chronic lower back pain some induced in a much younger time as Jagger once said what a drag it is getting old isn't it though my goodness also wanted to say how much I enjoyed your musing on how great would it be if I remember some days long long ago when I might have been one of those wankers looking for that domly dom only to get a run around and eventually find out it was just a form of prostitution these are in the days prior to internet postings and one used alternative newspapers and snail mail for contact. I did once contact a woman with whom I seemed to click. Unfortunately, due to her time responding that old-fashioned way, I met another woman who eventually married me. Though times occasionally pop up when I ask what if. Sincerely, Jeff. <laughs> I do. I love it when people share their stories. Thank you. Um, the boot camp thing went okay until I went up north to visit family, and then it was much eating and drinking for two weeks and not doing any exercise. So yeah. Um, how did I injure my shoulder? It just I didn't injure it, which is more frustrating than injuring it, to be frank. It was just a little bit sore, a little bit sore, and it got worse and worse and worse until it was so bad that there were certain things I couldn't do. And then I went and sought help. So I didn't injure it at all. I didn't overuse it. There was no um, moment that I knew I'd hurt myself, anything like that. It was just a small pain that got worse. And I remember the days when alternative newspapers and magazines were the way to find BDSM partners and that's exactly what I did placed an ad in one of those alternative newspapers my goodness <laughs> so long ago anyway um, yes responding the old-fashioned way I assume that window was a little while so I guess if you met someone and married them, you fell in love. So congratulations, you. 
And thank you for your message. I'm reading this out because if I must be subject to it, then you must be subject to it. It's only fair. Do you force make men into submissive slaves by giving them lines to do which would be free of charge because it is against their will, their blessing, their consent? It is like you are punishing during detention online to discipline them like a strict, harsh, severe, firm female teacher would do so to naughty, bad schoolboys. For those submissive men who are looking for a dominant partner, this, sweetheart, is your competition. I'm not even kidding. I just, yeah. So there you go. Welcome to it. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Ferns. I'm a submissive male desiring to be your slave. Would you consider my request, please? I just want to give a heavy sigh. So I'm going to do that. You ready? <sighs> Look. Look. <laughs> Did I just mention before? This is your competition, submissive men. So when you talk about the ratios or you even have one second to think about it, this is your competition. This is like a perfectly polite two-sentence email from someone who doesn't have the sense to know that this is not how I like to be contacted. On my blog where I have a million pages of information about me with which they could start a conversation and... They didn't even have the sense to leave a return address. So even if I thought that this was the best approach I've ever had, and yes, I would like to consider you being my slave because this email was so compelling, I have no way to contact them. Oh, so sad. I mean, I, I'm joking when I say so sad. But it is genuinely sad. Your blog is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Best femdom thing out there and been secretly reading and watching this stuff for ages. I'm a deep thinker and always wanting to explore the depths of my own psyche. So nice to hear genuine, intelligent and sexy discussion on this. Especially on a topic that really confuses me internally. I'm a very strong-minded, independent and quite a confident person. I got so turned on reading a good femdom story that I immediately had to have sex with the missus. Not DS sex, really. I'll be working towards that, but still great sex. I've not been connecting fully with what I'm reading and seeing online, but think I might start now. We'll be back on your blog. Nice one. Thank you, dear Anonymous. I do appreciate some lovely encouragement and yay for good sex with the missus. Are you ever going to show us your face? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. I show my face to friends who I trust and who I get to know and who get to know me and then I'm more than happy to share. But us, as in the internet, not going to happen. Thank you for your question. Dear Ferns, I am just looking for some insights out of necessity as you've mentioned in About Me, your desire was to express real life scenarios. After reading a few blogs and femdom dating sites, for dominas desired for cuckolding seems the norm. It would have made sense if they are looking for other subs or slaves, even though I want a monogamous relationship. Not only that some blogs actually encourage it, that it is dominas right. That's not what's confusing me, however. Now, these women say they're dominant and looking for a sub-slave, but if they are dominant, why would they let other men dominate them? Those guys are called bulls in some blogs. You'll see those guys being called real men, alpha. But if you want those real men, dominant men, then why look for subs or slaves? In what way are these women dominant then if they are cockolding and let other men dominate them? It seems these women just want their cake and eat it too. Would appreciate if you can provide some insights, please. Okay, so these women 
some of them do want to have their cake and eat it too. And if that doesn't suit what you want, why do you care what they want is the question. I guess I appreciate that that takes them out of the dating pool for you. But so what? I, I just don't understand what you're getting at. I don't think you really want to understand them. What I think you want is to express your dissatisfaction at them not being available to you because that's not what you want. So my advice, skip them over and look for what you want and forget about whether these women want their cake and to eat it too because it doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe they're switches and that's perfectly fine and they're still not for you. So yeah, stop thinking about it. Stop expending energy on it and move on. That's my advice. What harness go with the strapless dildo? <laughs> okay, um, I have a post about that. I'll link it for you. You're welcome. Dear Dom Chronicles, I need your advice. What kinds of fetish wear find women sexually arousing on male subs? Could you explain me and send me pictures of such examples? He left an email, so I think I actually emailed him directly. But the answer is, different women like different things. And no, I'm not going to go and find pictures of what women might like and send them to you. If there is a particular woman you're interested in, ask her. If there is no woman and you're just asking in general, then wear something that makes you feel fabulous because confidence is sexy. And if you feel confident, you will come across as confident and that's very appealing, always. Oh, I'm, I'm not, I think I'm getting to the end of this now. This is really long. This is the longest I've talked for a long time. But I have champagne, so it's okay. As far as drunk podcasting goes, I'm not drunk enough. I will tell you that for free. Where can I advertise my fetish content? I have a Twitter and I post my links on there, but I was wondering if there is a back page alternative for content selling. I looked up back page alternatives and most of the sites seem to advertise escort services. I've heard of ladies posting on back page, plenty of fish and Craigslist, but they get deleted and have to make new accounts daily. I don't know why you are asking me that. I don't know what on my blog makes you think I would have any knowledge about where to advertise your fetish content. I don't know. I suggest you find some women who are doing that because if they are doing that and advertising it, then it should be easy to find where they have put it, right? That's logic, that is. So I'm sorry, but do a little bit of work yourself. Go to it. Hi, new Dom. Just wondering if you have any posts with advice for the female that you could send my way. Thanks, Elle. I do. There is a whole category of advice and specifically advice for Doms. Have a look at my category cloud and click on the right option and there they are. Hi. I just discovered your blog. I love your writing style and your narrative voice. I'm female, 20 years old. My question. I have a boy I care about very much. He gets overwhelmed a lot, gets in his head and has trouble escaping again. He has a bit of a thing for pain. I'm wondering if subbing and giving up control once in a while would be good for him. I'm not sexually experienced at all and don't know how I would go about being a dom or helping him be comfortable with being submissive, but I want to learn more about it. So I was wondering if you had any resources you could point me towards that are geared towards females learning how to be dominant and learning how to take care of and be attentive towards someone submissive. Thank you so much. I think it's lovely that you care about him and want to help him get out of his head if he has a bit of a thing for pain actually that's a really good way to get out of your head because if your mind and your body are both overwhelmed and busy with processing um, intense sensation then you don't have room for other 
thoughts and that can often be a very good and, and clearing thing for people. I think it's a leap to go from there to being submissive. Being submissive is about offering up control whereas the pain play is about sensation and if I was you I would concentrate on the pain play for now rather than trying to do some kind of I guess panacea for his being overwhelmed with something that you don't know that you or he are into if you know what I mean so you said that you don't know that he's comfortable being submissive you don't know that you're really a dominant so I think you're kind of reaching there for something that isn't a natural fit for either of you so what I would do if I was you is concentrate on the topping side and play with some pain and see if that helps him get outside of his head and if it does then you kind of have a path to nurturing that and then learn those skills topping skills different types of pain different skill sets that you can use and the best way to do that actually is to look at YouTube videos, to talk to people, to get into communities, whether it's online or in real life where people explain techniques. If you can have a local community from um, where you can learn specific skills, then it's useful to go out into those because people are always happy to share their skills. But I would leave the dominant submissive stuff out because I think it's a learning curve that neither of you are particularly invested in. So DS isn't really a solution for people's issues. And I think that reaching for that as a solution is not going to go well. I wish you both the best of luck. This one actually has nothing to do with DS at all. Are you afraid of dying alone? Oh my God. <laughs> Why are you asking me that? I'm afraid of dying, period. Like, I can't even think about it. If I think about it, I get into that huge spiral of what's even the point of anything, and that is wholly depressing. So I don't think about it, and you can't make me think about it now. I do appreciate you asking me the question, though. Thank you. Do you want children? I think this is from the same person. <laughs> You're just asking me short, sharp questions. No, I do not. Hi, I have just matched with a fellow who is a service submissive. I'm kind of interested but not really sure where to start or what to say. That is a hugely broad question. Huge. Huge. And this comes up a lot, actually. I should probably write a how-to little guide on it because I see it a lot where women say, I met this dude I like and he's submissive or he wants to submit or he's a service sub or he's done a thing and she turns up on forums and on reddit or wherever going I don't know what to do now and the answer's a bit long for a Q&A but I'm going to say this if you are kind of interested then the easiest way to make a start I think is to sit down with him and say what do you mean by you're a service submissive. What does that mean to you? What does it look like? What does an afternoon with me look like to you? Because when they say I'm a submissive or I'm a service submissive or whatever they say, it could mean anything, to be perfectly honest. So the first step is to figure out what he wants. And since you're not, you know, experienced in domination or have not presumably previously had an interest in it, the most stress-free, I guess, way to start is to pick out things that he has said that you like and say, okay, well, let's spend, you know, two hours on Saturday afternoon doing that. And don't make it a huge production. Don't make it, you know, some operatic performance. Just if his, his idea of service is getting you drinks and giving you a foot massage, then... Give it a go and see how it feels. In the end, though, if this is going to work for both of you, 
you have to really figure out what you want and see if he can give you that because as long as you are playing up to what he wants it's not really DS there's nothing wrong with it it can be great fun it can be super awesome and sexy and wonderful but you're doing for him so he may call it him being submissive but really you're doing him a favor you know what I mean so just don't get too confused about what is going on there. And you may step beyond that, which would be great. But just start there and see if you can have some fun with it. Best of luck to you. Having read your blog post titled Why I Hate Femdomery of the 21st of January 2011, my goodness, I've been writing for a long time. I'm curious to know whether the situation with the wankers has improved in the six years since or have things got even worse? I had to go and read that post to remind me of what I wrote and I mentioned a guy who after a couple of emails with me wanted to send me pictures of him in panties and how he was a wankering troll. He wanted someone, anyone, a vagina owning someone to support his wanking, appreciate his wank material so that his wanking had more wank value to him due to his wanking being watched and wank approved by some woman who would validate his wanking. Any woman, or you, you will do. You lady over there, help me wank. <laughs> I'm fucking funny, right? I am. Um, and in it, I, I expressed the frustration that the reason that they, so many men do this is because sometimes it works. And that at some point, not too long after this happened, I saw he was being mentored, and I put that in air quotes, by a woman who was happily posting pictures of him in panties. So, you know, he got his wank fantasy, and I don't know what she got out of it, but presumably they lived happily for however long they lived happily. She was remote, so they didn't live happily. They wanked happily together? I don't know. Anyway, no, I think it's about the same, to answer your question as to whether it's gotten worse or better. I think it's about the same. I know that there's been a lot of talk about... Um, Fifty Shades bringing in a whole bunch of curious newbies, but I I haven't really seen that so much. Um, it may be more of a an issue with young women submissives coming in and thinking they're going to find their Christian Grey. And <laughs> I I did do a count at one point of the Christian Greys that were um, signed into FetLife or that had accounts on FetLife. And there was quite a number of them. And I wanted to email every single one and say, are you a billionaire? No? Well, then fuck off. You're not Christian Grey. And you can't pretend to be Christian Grey. So stop it. I didn't, of course, because I'm much too mature for that. Um, so, yeah, I'd say it's about the same. I wish I could say it was better. Yeah. No. Okay, this is a long one. It's a really good email, though. Dear Ferns, I've been reading your words for five years. Eek! Five years! Having discovered you right around the same time, I discovered my submission and dived in. Over the years since, I've been attracted to dominance and had some beautiful, thrilling and terrifying dominant plays with submissive men. I even had a self-identified slave lover serve at a dinner party. It's erotic and playful and it turns me on. But I've never looked at a man and thought, I want him to be mine. His softness, his pain, his devotion, that comes later. But there's a man I've known all this time. He runs my local bar. He makes me weak with his beauty. It's the first time I felt seriously and very clearly that I want to dominate a man over anything else. I look at his arms and want to see them over his head. He turns away with his beautiful body to make my drink and I can see he knows I'm looking and I want to mark that back. I want to slap his face and I feel like I know how extraordinarily beautiful his expression would be and how grateful it really feels like he is aching for this connection. And of course, this is my projection. I'm quite sure he's attracted to me. But I don't know how the hell to bring this up. We're kind of friends by now, since a while. 
I thought about telling him how much I'd love to be served by him in private, but that could be a real insult given that he serves me now for money, and that's how we know each other. I've bartended plenty, and I'd be white rage if a customer said that to me. Then I thought maybe the idea of flogging is even less weird, and I could tell him how much I'd love to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> like, kooky, hey, hey, wow, Berlin. <laughs> But, oh, Ferns, I can obviously not do that. I already praise him for his lovely, very, very good best ever service when I'm in his bar and let him know that when he's come short, almost never. What would you do? How to DS flirt with a very proud man who already serves you? I know I don't want to go out with him in a vanilla way, but do I have to suggest that first and then crash burn never go back to my home away from home bar again if we become lovers and then I find out he's not into it? I also have other friends who work there and I do not want to share this part of myself with them. If there's an elegant, thoughtful, respectful and sexy way to open this up with him, Ferns, only you could know. That's why I'm asking you. With many thanks for your words these years, your Australian countrywoman in Germany, Hannah. Well, this is this has been sitting in my inbox for a little while, and gee whiz, Hannah, I hope you have found a solution. Wouldn't it be great if you had, I don't know, tried something and it worked and you're now a happy, amazing couple? You have to send an update, Miss Hannah. For me, what I would do is ask him out as a start. Just ask him out. And when you are alone on a date, that is the time to start hinting, I would say, at your DS taste. Um, no, I would not, definitely not talk about beating the shit out of him. <laughs> that did make me laugh, though. I would introduce it in a way that gives you plausible deniability so you can still go back to that bar. So if you have a date and it's going well and there's lovely rapport and you can ask him sweetly to do little things for you and see how he reacts to that. You can do little things like ask him to, you know, come here like with a little crook of the finger, come here to me across the table just to whisper something in his ear and see if he will naturally just do that or if he'll look at you funny and you know just little things like that you will have to talk about it though and I think there's always a risk if you're talking to someone who you don't know is into that but if you are going to talk about it, don't make it a big deal like don't make it oh you know it's don't use BDSM language don't use DS language don't talk about service or submission if you are getting you know, on and you're being very flirty and lovely with each other, then you can say something, you know, I like to tie boys up and have my way with them. Honestly, I don't know any vanilla man who wouldn't go, whoa, that sounds awesome. And if he says something like, well, you know, only if I get to do it to you or I don't know that I'd be okay with that or, you know, this, you could, should be able to tell if he's, not comfortable with it then you can just drop it if you want to you know be really sure because it's still that's still a bit hazy then you can say like no really for real that's something I really enjoy and you're no longer joking you're no longer you know playing with it you are directly saying to him no this is something that I enjoy and would you like it and then you start to get your answer a lot of men are very adventurous, even if they're not quite submissive. So I think at some point you need to make a choice as to whether you're happy to have a bit of, I guess, slap and tickle in the bedroom or if you actually want full service and ownership and all those trappings. If I was you and this is someone you obviously have a thing for, I would go for the first and write it out and if you can't take it anywhere, you may have, you know, three or four months of something really great and fun and awesome. And if you end it respectfully and well, then you can still go to that bar and nobody will think anything of it. You just go, oh, yeah, I used to date him, didn't quite work out. I hope 
but you will send a little note and say, oh, I didn't need your help, Burns. I did this and it was awesome. So, yeah, I'd love to hear an update. I have another email that says, your thoughts, ma'am. And there's a link to a Guardian article where um, boys wore skirt, teenage boys wore skirts to school to protest um, the fact that they were not allowed to wear shorts in summer. They had to wear long pants. And I suspect the person who sent me this was asking from specifically from a DS perspective or from a female-dominant perspective. But I see it more as a, you know, yay, yay for equality sort of thing. And I also see a tiny little, but not really, a tiny little, you know, dudes wearing skirts, who cares? Like, I think actually the protests would have been a lot less successful if they just all worn shorts because that doesn't get any attention, right? But what they were saying is girls get to wear skirts, so we should be allowed to wear skirts. And even though their aim wasn't to wear skirts, I wish it was, to be honest, girls are allowed to do this, why aren't boys allowed to do it? And the reason I say I, I wish they were going, or well, we should be allowed to wear skirts, not because I think that's a an FM feminization thing, I just think a skirt is a skirt, like it's a piece of clothing. It's It would be great if it wasn't gendered and men who wanted to wear skirts could just wear a skirt, no big deal. Um... <laughs> the next one I think is is a little flirt actually what are you seeking besides the obvious I mean what would it take to intrigue you you know what I like I like that thing you have where there is a connective banter and sometimes you know when I'm sending emails out or replying to emails I send a little a little I don't know, I want to say a teaser. It's not a teaser. I send a little signal out into the world. And it's something a little bit funny, ridiculous out there. And I want to see if they run with it. And most of the time they don't. And when they do, I'm thrilled that they do. And that to me is a little spark of possible connection. And that intrigues me. Every time that will intrigue me. And the same if it's just a cold call. If someone sends me a cold call and they send me something funny that connects with something I've written, I adore it. So yeah, if I see potential connection, that's the thing that intrigues me. Next one. I want to, I want to ask this one in a really dumb voice. You ready? Do you have any pics? <laughs> that's it. That's the entire... That's the entire question, <sighs> honestly. Like, oh, forget it. I'm not even going to... Forget it! <laughs> I'm in a sub-dom relationship. My dom asked me to do something and I said no. What is a suitable punishment? We normally FaceTime when I'm alone and I play for him, but since saying no to him, he's not FaceTimed or texted much. Would you think this is a suitable punishment as he knows I'm sorry? It's killing me not seeing him or playing for him. Okay. So obviously this is an online relationship and you don't know, you like haven't met up face to face. What I think is a suitable punishment doesn't matter one bit. The fact that he has withdrawn without specifically saying to you, right, I didn't like that and this is your punishment, this is what's going to happen, this is how long it's going to happen for, means he's really just behaving like a petulant child. That's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. He might be hurt, he might be upset, he might be whatever, I don't know. But whatever it is, it is completely vanilla behaviour to just withdraw without a word. There's nothing domly in it. He's not punishing you. He's having a little hissy fit. If he had said, okay, you know, you didn't do that thing that I asked you to do, here's what's going to happen next. That's a different thing. But him just not texting you and not FaceTiming you, that's just him being pretty mature, actually. So, yeah, that's what I think. As for what's a suitable punishment if you say no... 
depends what you did and why you did it and all the context around it and what happened. So I don't really have a good answer for that. But I will say this. If my submissive says no to me, you, you better bet I will find out why and what is going on there. And from there, we as a team figure out how we move forward. And that's how you build a relationship and build trust and build the DS dynamic, that kind of collaborative. We're in this together. You have to play your part. I will play my part. And that's how we fit together and that's how we make it work. And then if I thought a punishment was warranted, then I would probably do something that fit whatever the transgression was. Miss Fergus, I have read through your blog with great delight. <laughs> well, thank you. I just discovered it. I don't think I have thus far encountered anyone with such a thoughtful and complex understanding of the DS dynamic between male submissives and dominant women. Spot on on all accounts. Oh, thank you. Um, no question, you and I are on the same planet, the happy planet Earth. But I have quite a problem and could use some advice or direction. You seem like the first um, and only place to start. So, sorry to go from such a light introduction to such a heavy topic, but I'm really at the end of my tether. I'm married, 15 years, and ostensibly involved in a DS relationship. I'm as submissive as natural as a mouse is eaten by a cat. But I'm asking the same question repeatedly and have been for years. Have I made a choice to be with someone who is not and never will be a dominant in any meaningful sense? And this relationship is a one-way street because it can only go one way. I am serving an imaginary person who only exists in my own mind and she derives little from my efforts. I always wonder if she is someplace else entirely and we are just going through the motions. I'm 90% of the work and the intention and she is almost disinterested. She simply doesn't want to hurt my feelings and tell me it isn't working, and she never will. I've looked at all the local therapists and counsellors, no dice, nothing whatsoever clicks, and the wife seems to have little interest when I propose one. I'm at the point where I'm about to reach out to a seemingly well-grounded and sympathetic pro-dom to see if she can make a recommendation or to get a clear read on whatever in the hell is going on or not going on. What do you think? you think if my wife and a pro were to communicate, it would help? I've never been disloyal and am hesitant to broker this outside of her involvement, but I'm also concerned that if I don't act, our marriage will continue to disintegrate. Best Ubu. I communicated with um, Ubu via email in the end because he followed up in an anonymous way. So I'll just tell you what I said just to round out the ask me. Thank you for your email. It, it sounds like you're in quite a bind. The main difference between you and most other folks who find themselves in this kind of position is that your wife has or had some interest in and knowledge of DS. There are three options. You try and fix it. One. Or two, you talk about how you get those needs met within the relationship. Or three, you split up. The fourth option is to cheat, and I'm not including that. It seems like you're at the end of your tether with trying to fix it. And these things are hard to fix on your own. So my suggestion would be to find a king-friendly therapist, not to get what you want, but to figure out how to navigate this issue so that you can both be happy. I'm not sure what you mean by I've looked at all the local therapists and counsellors, no dice, nothing whatsoever clicks. And you said your wife wasn't interested. But here's the thing. If this is very important to you, if it's a showstopper and you communicate that and she says, no, I'm not interested in figuring this out or there is more and more talk and no action, then that's a choice she's making about the relationship and what she's willing to invest in this part of it. And if that's the case, at some point you have to decide if you're okay with that or not. But to your point you can't keep it simmering forever on your own you can google kink aware therapists in your area and then you have to find one you can work with but i will link to the most well known directory um, in the text it might be worthwhile for you to go on your own if your wife won't go so you can talk through these issues because it's not uncommon at all and no i don't think a pro will help that's starting to look at 
things that fall under option two, where you negotiate how you get your needs met without leaving the relationship. And I don't see how bypassing real communication and mutual understanding is going to work, even if that mutual understanding is, yes, we'll try some things under option two, where you know I give you permission to go see a pro, or I give you permission to play with someone at parties, or anything like that. If you haven't exhausted all options, that is going to create resentment. Because what there's no way for her to, to parse that or be wholly on board with that. It, it will be a grudging, well, if this is what I have to do to keep my marriage, but I'm not happy about it type of thing. So there has to be a process to work through options before you get to that point. Because for most monogamous women, and that's a large majority of women, who have been in a monogamous relationship for years with their partner, it is not going to be an appealing option to, to, to have you go somewhere else. It doesn't matter how you define it, doesn't matter how you slice it, there are very, very few women who are going to go, yes, that's awesome, go do that, sweetheart. I'm glad that you're discussing all of this with your wife. Um, you've got a lot of years of patterns and habits and it can be hard to break out of them, even, even if you really want to. And that's the reason why a third party can help with that, to facilitate exploring those patterns that you already have and maybe breaking them down a little bit. And I'd ask you a question. You've talked a lot about what you want. Have you asked your wife what she wants? It's pretty rare that only one person in a relationship is dissatisfied with what's going on. If she's not happy either, then part of this is going to be not just, you know, either way, um, it's not just going to be about you, but if she's not happy either, then you both acknowledge that you have something to work on. If she's perfectly happy, then I think that's actually a lot trickier because she's like, I don't see why we need to change anything. It's all good. But I, I'd be very surprised if she actually believed that or thought that. And thank you for the kind words about my writing. I appreciate it very much and I'm glad it resonated. Best of luck to both of you. Oh, look, I, I honestly don't know if I should share this this one I, I hate to give someone attention but sometimes I just want to illustrate I don't know how weird people are and it's just so strange so I'm going to share it this one was in my asks your y-o-u-r of course because people who write things like this aren't the best in terms of literacy <laughs> You're a shameful fucking bitch who's unfit to be in charge of anything. That's it. That's the comment. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. I hope you feel better now. I hope that you had a good day and that your life improves from the terrible, bitter unhappiness that you're living in right now. Bless. The next one, sorry to bother you, but I'm just wondering when happy femdom stories will come out and how to be in line to get a copy. Thank you. I love that you asked me that. Thank you so much. Um, I just wrote on Twitter the other day that I start these projects and then they languish for a while. It's actually kind of done. I even have a couple of covers that I'm considering and I'm reluctant to say when, but if you join my mailing list and you'll see um, I'll put a link to it in the transcript of this um, podcast and it's also on my blog join my mailing list and you will be the first to know when it's out I'm hoping well I'm hoping look at me as if it's got nothing to do with me I'm hoping it will be soon <laughs> I'm planning for it to be pretty soon that's better isn't it Thank you for asking that. I'm going to confess something odd. I was going to tie myself up and sleep in bondage tonight to remind me to wish you a happy birthday in the morning, but I miscalculated the time zone. Now I'm wondering, should I still sleep in bondage tonight? Well, it's a little late for me to answer that. I bet you did. That's what I'll say about that. 
dear Mistress Ferns, I discovered your profile, attitudes, views, listening to the Massacast interviews, and I am elated. <laughs> That's good. I was turned on to BDSM via my departed sweetheart, who was a brilliant mentor leader, who I now believe had submissive tendencies. He was always about pleasing me and made sweet requests of me to call him master, asking me to be submissive for moments at a time, begging me to choke him. I was so new to these ideas and found him frightening and confusing. I had no one to talk to about them but my sweetheart, who encouraged me to research and investigate them. This is more than five years ago. I'm a bit confused there about whether you were the submissive or the dominant. Anyway, maybe switching. I have always been fascinated by human behaviour and the more I discover about a person, the more complex and clouded my understanding seems to become. So I think I need to now relax and open up to getting to know others and what they have to share. This concept is easier said as I too am an em empathic introvert. The surrounding energies can oftentimes overwhelm me. I spend a lot of time alone without ever feeling lonely and I believe I'm hardwired this way. <gasps> me too. Got that in common. I'm writing with the hopes that you can offer some wisdom about opening up to experiences with the goal of strengthening my intuition, which in turn will offer me a sense of comfort so that I may relax into my goddess nature. I do not orientate towards domination, but I do not take shit from anyone. I have a great deal to give, however, my fear of vulnerability seems too strong at times. I have attended DOM events in advertised for a service mail sub, and actually met with a few, but there was little connection. I dated a wonderful and giving submissive male for a while who introduced the concept of service, and I have been wrapping my thoughts around this ever since. We ended our relationship in May 2017. I send cheers and gratitude that you discovered this so necessary niche and that you so willingly share with wisdom and grace. Thank you. I just now found your podcast, and I'm getting onto iTunes now. Be well, Dee. Well, welcome to my podcast, Dee. I don't, I don't think I really have any advice to give you. You wanted some something about opening up to experiences. I think it sounds like you're already doing the things that you can do to explore, and it seems to me you're doing it cautiously and well and with intelligence. I would suggest if you're not already on FetLife to get onto FetLife and explore some of the discussions there which you may find useful. You're already going to events, you're already meeting people. The only other thing that I can recommend is having a look at some non-fiction books. I have a non-fiction book list on my blog that I will link to in the transcript. And in particular, you might enjoy and get something out of um, Uniquely Rika, which I recommend to a lot of new dominants. Rika's style is not exactly aligned with my style. It comes more from structure than from passion. But it is one of the very few books that specifically looks at DS from a dominant perspective and talks about building how to build relationships in that context. And it's really very, very interesting because many of the others that pretend to be from a female dominant perspective aren't at all. So this is one of the few that is, and you might benefit from having a read through that. I wish you the best of luck with your exploration. <laughs> Would it bring you more pleasure if I mooed for you or squealed like a pig? Smiley face, ha ha. <laughs> Both. Always both, if there's a choice. I'm always going to pick both. Do you like strap-ons? Have you ever fucked a guy with one? Yes, yes. On your next audio, audio Q&A, can you please say the phrase, lick, boy, lick. Hearing you say this would do wonders for me. Well, I've just said it, but that's not what you mean, is it? No, I don't think I feel like doing that. Thank you for asking, though. Do you have a go-to masturbation fantasy? No. A go-to, no. A concept, 
of the type of things I go to, yes. Very violent, sexual, non-consensual, terribleness is my go-to. Ah, Spencer's epic poem, Fairy Queen. Canto 5, the battle between the Amazon warrior and a knight, really is as kinky as anything can be. Thought it might be of some interest. I have never heard of that, but I will go and look it up. Thank you for that recommendation. We are a couple that are dominant socially but submissive sexually, both having had bi and threesomes prior to our hooking up. She never initiates sex but rarely says no, usually because she's irritated I didn't do my share of something. <laughs> so you're a shitty partner is what you're saying. Okay, moving on. How do I get her to be dominant sexually? I'm willing to do almost anything, including um, FLR and cuckold, as I know she would enjoy bigger than me. I even bought a cage. I have told her I need anal and she's agreed, but again, it only happens when I initiate it. Help! <laughs> okay, for a start, if you don't do your share of something and you know she gets irritated about it, just do your share of the things. That's not hard. I think, I think men underestimate the value of foreplay in, in the form of doing for your partner. I think it's a, there's a whole, you know, history of traditional gender roles in, in all sorts of social interactions and in social contracts. And one of those that is huge is the idea that women bear the brunt of, of or expected to do the majority of work around the home. And I have no clue what your relationship's like, right? But if, if you're not doing your share of things, then it often comes back to that, that she is doing a shitload of work and you're sitting on the couch going, oh, I'll just pick up that piece of paper and there we go, I've done my bit. And that's not an environment in which women feel sexy. It's an environment in which, in which they feel as if they're carrying the load and it makes them tired and it makes them pissed off and it makes them irritated. And that's not conducive to having the sexy times, right? So that's my first suggestion. Do your share. How do you get her to be dominant sexually? And then you mention your fantasy things that you would like to do. I'd even do, I'd do anything, including an FLR and, you know, getting her a bit of, bigger dick. And, you know, it's just, that's not how to do it. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Really, the bottom line is you need to talk to her about this as if, you actually care about her pleasure. I mean, it seems odd that I need to tell you that. But you're saying, I want this, I want that. She doesn't do this, she doesn't do that. And maybe you need to go and talk to her about how you can make these things something that she wants more of. Is there something you can do that will make this a more pleasurable experience? Is there something you can do that will make her feel like anal is the best thing ever she's ever done in her life. So yeah, instead of going to her and saying, I want you to do this, that and the other thing, talk to her about how you can ensure that she has so much pleasure in those experiences that she wants to do them more. And the, the bottom line is, you, you said you're both submissive. So the chances are, this is not something that's going to be the bomb for her ever, that she's doing it as good game and giving partner to you and that's awesome and that's lovely and lucky you but that means you have to change your expectations of how it's going to play out ask her how you can introduce this in a way that makes her feel happy and comfortable and want to do it more so yeah do that Masalam, peace hello hi <laughs> and hello from Mistress Saida and her slave puppy, Sheikh, we both love your blog and writing. My question is, where in the US can one find more formal dinners and other old-fashioned upscale events for DS? I like a lot of the events I took my puppy to. However, most were like a college-style or potluck informal get-togethers. I'm Middle Eastern and Caribbean, so my background is more formal and conservative. I guess I'm looking for more for the great Gatsby... Unless for Coyote Ugly, if that makes sense. Anyway, stay awesome and keep writing. I love this question. And I agree with you. 
I really agree with you. I mean, when you say in the US, the US is a big place. But let me say this. The kind of formal events that you're talking about are not that common, not least because they're a lot of trouble to set up. Because they're going to be, if they're going to be formal, they're going to be probably a lot more costly than having a venue and inviting people and playing some music. And they also will require protocols and training before the event so that it all goes smoothly. And one of the things I've found also, which is a... I mean, I'm not a joiner anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter much to me. But um, one of the things I've found is that even if they are touted as formal events, they, all, they nearly always seem to have these awful... Well, they're not awful to everybody. Obviously, people enjoy them, but they're awful to me. Um, submissives being humiliated-type games. So they have all the, the beautiful formal, maybe dinner and service and that kind of high-protocol thing, and in the end they have submissives naked and bobbing for apples and everyone's laughing at their dicks. I don't know, throwing throwing little circles onto penises and things that I find incredibly unsexy and I know you know your kink is okay and all that sort of stuff but for me I like grace and I like elegance and I like dignity I think I find all that sort of context very sexy so I know exactly the sort of thing that you're after and they're very uncommon the only way you're going to find them is to get onto FetLife and see if anybody's advertising those kinds of events but they're not common at all I actually think that it's much more likely that people hold private dinners that are of that ilk and they invite their friends so they're not going to be publicly listed anywhere so that that means getting involved in community getting to know people and even if you get to know people you could have one, a small dinner for eight or something and run that kind of formal private dinner. Anyway, thank you for your email and I hope you find something that you like. Good luck. Okay, this time I'm, I've allowed a very long podcast. I mean, other people do long ones. Why not, right? So you should be sick of hearing from me already. But, look, if you have to wait three months, I may as well make it whatever it is, an hour and ten minutes. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have a question that you're not at all in a hurry to hear an answer to, then please go to my Ask Me page on my blog and I will be happy to talk to you in my next podcast. Until then, you can find me at www.dom-chronicles.com and feel free to comment over there on any blog posts that you find interesting as well. This is Fern signing off until next time. <laughs>